0: This is worship before the throne. John is caught up in a vision and he finds himself in the third heaven. And God tells him to record what he sees in heaven and what's going on in heaven. It's quite interesting that the book of Revelation is a book of worship. And I, some folks know some folks, they worship all of its types and its symbols and its prophetic outline. Do you worship God? There's so much worship going on. There's only two kinds of people on the earth, those who worship God and those who hate God. And that's why you can't go to heaven until you come to love Christ because you would be miserable in a place where all they do is worship. And in this first chapter, in the fourth chapter, The emphasis is on someone on the throne. We're not given the specific name. We assume it is God the Father. And then you'll pick up the lamb, and the lamb will be mentioned especially in chapter 5. So you've got this praise going on in heaven in which both the Father and the Son are being adored and praised and praised. In chapter 4, the big emphasis is on God, the Creator. In chapter 5, it's on the Lamb, the Redeemer. So you got two emphases here. God, our Creator, God, our Redeemer. God, the Father, although the Son participated in creation also. And then God, the Son, who was the Lamb that was slain. I've given you a simple outline, just looking at it this way. Who is being worshiped? Who is doing the worship? And then, why are they worshiping? And out of that, we would derive the meaning of what is worship? What is worship? Uh, A.W. Tozer said it's the missing jewel of the church worship. Do you worship God? Do you worship Him during the week? Do you worship Him in corporate meetings? Think about it. It's one of the things, according to John 4, the Father doesn't seek gold. He doesn't seek a lot of things, but he said, For the Father seeks worshipers. He wants worship. And so we come, who is being worshiped in these two chapters? We find out the Father is being worshiped as the Creator God. And we look here, he's caught up, he's in the Spirit. And someone is on the throne, and it's like a rainbow of colors, jasper, some believe to be diamond, carnelian, ruby, maybe. And so it's surrounded, and around that throne, you've got 24 elders, you've got spirit beings that are no doubt cherub, and there's lightning, peals of thunder, torches of fire, outside torches a very strong flame and you've got these living creatures worshiping 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 and what are they saying about God what are they saying in down in verse uh, 8 here holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Three things are saying here. This God is being worshiped because he's holy. He's being worshiped because he's almighty. He's being worshiped because he's eternal. He doesn't get old. He doesn't get out of date. First of all, holy. Uh, men like R.C. Sproul and different ones said, if you wanted the name of God biblically, you could say holy. It's used that much. But holy is still a hard term for us. It's, uh, I want to try to define it a bit, the simplistic, but it's still, uh, is deeper than we seem to get our hands on. Set apart, set apart from evil. uh, That's one idea for sure. Uh, Being in a league, because it means in being set apart, He's in a class of there's no rivals. He's in a class all of his own. Holy. He cannot be soiled. He cannot be dirty. He cannot be corrupted. Uh, He's high, holy, lifted up. Even Isaiah said, holy, holy, holy. The seraphim keeps saying he's holy. And we're saying, all right, all right. The amazing thing is how could such a holy being have anything to do with unholy people? Who bridges that gap? Won't you get soiled handling me? He said in the prophet Haggai that can a dirty garment make a clean garment cleaner? No way. It soils it. Can a clean garment make a dirty garment clean? No way. You can't transfer the cleanliness. Dirt, always dirties, And God says, who is holy, I'm able to come in contact with the globe and retain my character while I'm handling dirty people. And I'm going to do something in chapter 5. There's going to be a search made in heaven of someone worthy to open the title deed to the earth and has the authority to unleash judgment on the nations and upon the earth. And there's no one to be found until they find this slain lamb. But in chapter 4, they're saying he's a holy God, he's set apart, he's unique. He's above us. He's never had a dirty thought in all of eternity. He's never done a dirty deed. He's never, he, he doesn't know what it is to sin. He doesn't know what it is to lust. He doesn't know what it is to have malice. His anger is always righteous. His deeds are always right. He's never made a mistake for all eternity. He's holy. There's no one like him. No one. And that's in heaven. You're holy. You're holy. I ask you, when's the last time you prayed alone and all you could say and describe was, you are holy. You are holy. You are holy. I'm afraid our worship is so trite and so didified and and we think it's music. and We think it's style. And we think it's this or that. No, no. You don't need bands. You don't need gaithers. You don't need rock. You you need a concept of God that makes you bow and say, This God's holy. And, and I'm not based on the kind of music, the kind of church. He is holy. I know it, and I'm going to tell him what he is. You're holy, Lord. The amazing thing to me is that you want anything to do with me, because I'm a thousand miles from it in my own righteousness. Now he goes on. You're God Almighty. That's omnipotence. You have all the power. I read in the Psalms, many times I've read in the Psalms, God's all-powerful. You know what? God being all-powerful doesn't do a thing for me until I know he loves me. Because that means all that power is going to be used against me. But when he says, I'm all-powerful, and by the way, I love you. Whew, good. That means the power is for my benefit. Just to have power, you know, when I grew up, the Russians were the competitors. They had lots of power, but we were raised, they were the enemy. That wasn't comforting. Someone being strong is no comfort until you know that strength will be used in your interest. This holy God is almighty, and he uses his power for the benefit of his people. That, that's marvelous. And he's eternal. We go to the end here. And we ask, who's doing this worshiping? Well, these four living creatures, uh, face of a man, face of a lion, face of an eagle, face of an ox, right out of Ezekiel 1, the face of a man, they're intelligent, face of an eagle, they're swift, uh, the face of an ox, a servant, the face of a lion, mighty, powerful, powerful. And they wind up, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. You know what? This idea of God being creator is an Old Testament theme all the way. Because when Israel went into Canaan land, there were no atheists, and there were no scientific labs. They were nothing but polytheists. And they had a thousand different explanations for how the earth came into existence. It's like the American Indian. The sun gave birth to the earth. And this theory, that theory, the Jews, they grew up with a book that said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. There's only two views only two views of creation and how it came to be. One or two views. Take your choice. There's either speculation or revelation. Good. Speculation proved to me the Big Bang Theory. Prove it empirically. Who was there? Who saw it? Who made it up? Who took a picture of it? Tell me about carbon-14. Only goes back 10,000 years, and it's still inaccurate at that level. Speculation, speculation, spec. And one atheistic evolutionist fights with another over their speculative theories. And we come over here, God said, I did it. So I walk into class Biology 101. Uh, Who made it? Why, simple, if you believe revelation, God did. You're not going to pass my course because you've got freedom of religion in my class. No, you don't. Speculation, revelation. God created, and evolution is an affront to the majesty of God. I am a product of divine design. I am a product. My mind is far greater than any whale they've ever caught. There's not an animal in all of creation compared to one human mind. We're unique image bearers in the image of our creator. We don't worship the creation, but we sure worship the creator. You did it. You made it. I got to keep going cuz I've only got 10 minutes so applaud all you can. <laughs> I'm, I I want to but I got I don't want to keep you so late that you dare go hungry. Some of you folks need to be fasting. <laughs> all right, let us move on. Then then we come to chapter 5. And and they do a search in the heaven. They say, "Who can open the scroll?" Who can open the scroll? And he says, who's worthy to open the and break the seals? Uh, they did not make codex. But this is a codex that you bind it, you cut the sheet. Uh, a biblical book, maybe like Revelation, they would roll it out. And you would have uh, papyrus came from Egypt or Valium, which was animal skins. And they would write, since writing material was scarce, they would write it front and back. And they'd roll it up. And when they rolled it up, they would put seals. They'd do it at different junctures or all on one page. Uh, Documents in Rome, uh, wedding certificates, property, uh, would often be rolled up like that, heavy seals. Now, they see there's a seal, scroll, seven seals on it. And the search is made. Who can open the scroll? Who can tell us what's inside? And John and and the people in heaven, they begin to cry that there's no one worthy. So there's a search made. Who could we find that would tell us what's in this scroll? And who would have the right to roll it out? And what we're going to find out, starting with chapter 6, These seven seals are awesome judgments that are going to be unleashed on the earth. Who has this authority? And so they're they're looking. I begin to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah taken from Genesis 49 One of the early Messianic names. Someone's going to come out of Judah that will be like a lion. Became the emblem of the tribe of Judah. The root of David. The root of David. Isaiah 11. When when he saw in Isaiah 11 the dynasty of David, it had been cut down to a stump. The Davidic kings had been killed. They've been enslaved. They have been chained. They've been taken into Syria, taken to Babylon. The Davidic legacy is nearly gone. It's down to a stump. And Isaiah looks and he said, But I saw a little branch sprouting out of the stump. And that little branch that popped up is Messiah. He's going to come out of this Davidic dynasty that you think you've eliminated at Babylon, that you Romans think you've eliminated any messianic hope. I see one up in the heavens. I'm around the throne. They don't get mixed up around the throne. It's down here we get mixed up. I see here the root of David, and he has conquered, and he can open the scrolls, and it's seven seals. I kept looking. And among the four living creatures, and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though he had been slain. How does a slain lamb ever stand up? He's got to walk out of a tomb. In the Greek tense, he was slain in the past with the present results that he is seen slain. There's a difference, though. We bury dead lambs and bury dead men, but this lamb can't stay buried. He's standing. And this is 90 A.D. He was crucified in 30, 33 A.D. The lamb is standing 60 years after his crucifixion. This is, you've never had a lamb like this. No Passover lamb ever stood three days later. This one does. And he's standing, and I see, and he took the scroll, and there were living creatures, and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and listen to their song and worship. Man, I wish we would sing this way. That's why I love singing, hallelujah, hallelujah praise the Lamb. Listen, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain in the past. That is a fact. Whether you're a Jew, a philosopher, you don't believe Abraham Lincoln existed if you don't believe history. This is a historical fact. You may not believe it for salvation, but it is a fact. He was slain. And by your blood, by your vicious death on the cross, you agarazod You went to the slave market and bought a people. You went, that word ransom is, to purchase in the marketplace. I went with my daughter and her husband, Caroline. We went to Charleston to see where African slaves were sold on that market. And as I walked through those stalls and walked through that place, I could hear the weeping and the groaning of my black brothers and sisters, sold like animals, sold to the highest bidder. What would you think if someone bought a slave boy there and said, come with me and I'm going to make you an heir of my property? By the way, I've already got adoption papers here. He said, I want to treat you like a son. Your slave days are over, boy. I bought you to make you an heir. I bought you in order to make you reign with me. You're going to come into the family well and help me run the property. And Jesus not only bought me out of the market, he made me a son. He said, you're going to reign with me. You're going to stand with me for eternity. I'm a son, not just a slave. He paid a price. God won't get you to heaven cheaply. You don't get to heaven cheaply. It's on the back of his son. It's through the wounds of his son you're going to heaven. Not your righteousness, not your good works, not your offering. The back of his son bore you up to a place called heaven. How did a holy God... You see, anybody can figure out how to get a good man to heaven. That's not hard to do. But who in the world can get you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only Jesus. Who can get a sinner to heaven? Only a slain lamb. Right. Only a slain lamb. What can wash away my sins... Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, what's the word? Hidden. Oh, how precious is the blood. Makes me white as snow. No other fount do I know. But Emmanuel's blood. Can you imagine? The mark of my ownership by God is the sprinkled blood of his son on me. Oh, I was on the oxen block, but a bidder stepped up. I didn't know it'd be God's son, but he won the auction. That's why you're his. That's why you're his. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians 6, stop sleeping with prostitutes. Stop fornicating. Why? My body's my own. I'll do as I please. He said, you've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. I went to the slave market to get you. I got your body. I got your mind. I got everything about You, you stop sleeping with the wrong people because your blood bought. You're owned. I made you a bride. I don't want you sleeping with anything. I'm your rightful husband. Who have you been sleeping with this week? I'm not just talking about sex. I'm talking about what God have you been sleeping with. That's why he kept telling Israel, you're sleeping with the wrong gods. I'm your God. I'm your creator God. I'm your redeemer God. Give me your body. Give me your money. Give me everything. I bought all of you. Don't be meeting it out to me. Oh, I'll surrender a little bit. No, you don't surrender a little bit. You surrender everything you are. Give him everything he bought. He bought all of you for eternity. And he said, you were slain and you've redeemed people from every tribe, language, people, and nation. Aren't you glad white folks don't own heaven? Are oh, you black folks better raise your hand and say amen. Aren't you glad Mexican people don't own heaven? Nobody has any extra real estate there. Only those that come to the Lamb. And we don't care what your color is, we don't care what your language is, come to the Lamb. Chinese is saving them by the millions. Africa seeing thousands. Come to Christ, South America. It's only in the affluent West that we're seeing fewer saved, but God is saving all over this globe. Because God won't let the death of His Son go in vain. I love what the Moravian missionaries, when they prayed for Him on the shores of Germany and England, when they would send Him out, their motto was, "And may, and may Emmanuel see the reward of His death." They would pray for Him at the as they got on the ships, and two Moravian missionaries try to reach the black people that were imprisoned down in the Caribbean that had come over on the Middle Passage and they wound up there uh, harvesting the sugar plantation and they asked for permission. Could we evangelize all these people? They said, no, you'll hurt our business. And these Moravians were Germans. They said, well, do you need some more help? we like to volunteer our life. If you just let us hold services, they went. They never came back. But they led hundreds to Jesus at the foot of the cross. Amen. My life is not my own. Is your life your own? Are you the God of your life? I get around some people, all they talk about is them, 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 my money, my this, my this. Well, when will you start worshiping on earth like they worship in heaven? Why don't you tell, let me tell you about the lamb. I loved it. I saw it in my old dad. People would brag on his kids because we loved our mom and dad. And they brag on it. He said, Lawrence, you got wonderful kids. He said, all I did is fed them and spank them. God did the rest. And he knew how to spank, believe me. God did it. And he would say, he'd be with people, they'd be bragging. His favorite, he'd just stop. He said, oh, stop, stop. He said, but you wouldn't mind if I boasted him, would you? All my boast is, he found me in the hills of Oklahoma as a nine-year-old boy. Could I boast in him? He's my boast. He's my boast. One man said, God didn't build this company, I did. Foolish statement. You can't build a family if God doesn't give you a pregnancy. And you won't raise them to be young if God doesn't keep them alive and give you the strength. You can't have anything if God doesn't bless you. He's in charge. Not you. You think you are, but you're not. He's got the keys to your birthday and to your burial day. Don't mess with him. Adore him. Bow before him. He's your life insurance policy. Whether I live or die, I want Christ to be first. Well, I must stop, but I'm not finished, believe me. Worthy is a lamb. and listen to what they finally say. He's worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor, glory, and blessing. Seven things, seven things he's worthy of. Now, let me ask you, when do you get down and pray this way? You say, Lord, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I didn't come to complain to you about the church. I didn't come to complain to you about my husband. I came to tell you how wonderful you are. And God said, This is the kind of stuff I love to hear from my kids. What what is it? He already's got he has this, whether you ever say it, but he wants you to repeat back to him what he is. That's worship. Don't make up anything. And what is it? You're worthy, Lamb, to get the power. You 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 deserve to run everything and open that sealed book. And and the wealth, all the riches. You deserve all the wisdom. You're already omniscient, but you deserve the wisdom. You are mighty. These are almost four things that characterizes nature. You already are this. I just think you're wise, Lord. You know everything, Lord. You're powerful. Oh, you're powerful. You're stronger than a presidential election that is chaotic. You're stronger than racism. You're stronger than the mess this country's in that's gone mad. You're stronger. You're on the throne. And someday the nations will tremble under the righteous rod of your son. You're a strong God. You're not anemic. You're alive. You're powerful. Oh, what a God we serve. See, We get such an anemic view of God. We go around whispering worship. Don't whisper it. Don't let the rocks cry out. You shut the rocks up. I'll praise him. I'll praise him. Rocks can't take my place. Even Ezekiel said, even a bone yard can come alive when the spirit of God breathes on it. And some of you need God's breath to breathe on you so the bones can come together and be alive towards God. You you deserve the honor and the glory and the blessing. I want to answer this question before we go. Who are the 24 elders? They're there with all these spirit beings. And I must just say that at one point they cast their crowns at his feet. Interesting. They they take them off. I believe those 24 elders represent the redeemed, redeemed saints. And uh, what, several things. They, they sit on thrones. That means they're co-reigning. Angels don't co-reign with Christ. He promised that to the saints. Two, they had white raiment on. This is the righteous covering of the saints. The saints wear right, white garments. They come back in Revelation 19 wearing white garments. Uh, they're called elders. Angels are never called elders, because elders speaks maturity. Angels never need maturity; they they know they're fixed. But elders, I believe, You say, if they're redeemed, what group are they? Are they the tribulation saints? Can't be. Tribulation saints are not saved till chapter seven. Hasn't even begun. These 24 elders are there before the plagues start being poured out. It can't be people saved in the future. You know what? I believe this is a picture of the church saints dressed in the righteousness of Christ, reigning with Christ, and guess where they are? Before the seals are opened and the judgment's poured out, guess where they are? I was caught up. And guess what? I saw the church saints up there worshiping the lamb. They're going to be worshiping the lamb during the seven years because they're not coming under any of the judgments. You don't realize what all you got when you put faith in Christ. You didn't know not only was hell canceled, the tribulation was canceled, all the misery of the future was canceled, just by saying, Jesus, creator God, slain lamb, I take you, I take you, and I didn't even know you would exempt me from the wrath of God, but I'm not going to see it because I've abused you. And we've gone late. You got to go. I just stop. You didn't de- go. It's nearly 1 o'clock. Forgive me, but I don't mean it. I was insincere about that. Go, you go.